Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Eighty, the zone. Uh, shout out to Austin Horton doing great job on Sounds of the Week right there. Brought to you this hour by our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit Fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. Gordo, we have a quick programming adjustment. Howard Beck is going to be on the show at 4.30. There's currently a conference call going on with Commissioner Adam Silver that Howard is a part of. We're seeing bits and pieces of that uh, leak out on Twitter already. But uh, Howard, we're bumping him back a little bit, Gordo, but it sounds like we'll have some news when he joins us. Well, we'll look forward to talking with him then. All right, should we should we dive into the list then? I, I think we should do this officially and appropriately with an intro to to just uh, you know do this thing right. Go ahead, Austin. And now another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's list on ninety-seven five twelve eighty the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's list. You know, a great man once said, oh, it was me. It, it, it's like almost scratching an itch where you scratch it once and then it itches even more. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want people touching my strawberries, my blueberries, my muffin, my, my melons. I'm a Magic Johnson fan. And a Beatles or a dog excrement. He would short sheet his grandma. Gordon's List brought to you each week by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. Gordon, where do we want to start? Well, let's start with the Mike Conley thing. Did he? What did he say, Jake? He said words, words, phrases, sentences, anything, even. Uh, anything particularly profound? Uh, we've gone through a little bit uh, of it on the show. Um, he, he talked about a bunch of different stuff. Uh, he said he's optimistic about the NBA finding a way to finish the season uh, and, uh, you, you know, everybody's kind of incentivized to do that. And what he's hearing is a lot of optimism from fellow players and kind of the, the buzz going around the league. He talked about Rudy and Donovan's relationship. And, uh, Gordon, he kind of sounded a lot like Joe, what Joe Ingles said on our, our airwaves that, you know, stuff happens. There's bumps in the road. Mike, Mike said he's pretty much seen it all in a locker room. And he's seen people patch up relationships and go on to have lifelong friendships and do a lot of winning. And he said what you'd want to hear and kind of what you and I have been alluding to that we think the outcome of this will be as well, that they'll figure out a way to mend the fence. All right. Well, then that's that's the main thing that people wanted to to know about. Was he triumphant in his horse win? Was he uh, feeling like that was a, a big accomplishment? Uh, you know, he he seemed like. I, I don't know, Gordon, a big accomplishment. He seemed pretty excited about it. Although Austin pointed out the thing with Mike, Mike Conley is, man, that dude is always consistently stable. He's never too up, never too down. It's pretty much, you know, happy-go-lucky Mike Conley when you talk to him. So, yeah, he was fired up about it. How interested are you in the NFL draft? We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. Is that something that is 
What What is most interesting to you about it? It's a week from, well, it was six days from now, right? Uh, yeah, I I like the NFL draft anyway. I don't like that they uh, they drawn it out so long. I find that a, a bit obnoxious. I won't. I'm not one of those guys that uh, I think Scotty G's like this, where you know he sits from the beginning to the end. You know where he's just so into it. But I I find it interesting. I, I love the connect between the pros and the college that comes with with the draft. It kind of unites both fan bases around one event, which I I think is interesting and. You know, with nothing else really out there, Gordon, I, I plan on being pretty dialed in. Plus, you know, a lot of local uh, local prospects around here are going to go. So I think that makes it even more interesting. Yeah, that's that's what most people around here probably dialed into is where will Jordan Love go? Where will all those defensive players for the Utes end up? Uh, you know, so that that's that that local tie in that college tie in is is really big. I wonder, do you think that people continue to really follow a former Ute or a former Cougar, a former Aggie, uh, deep into their NFL career? Or do you think interest fades over time? Oh, no, I, I think, well, interest fades. Yes, that, that happens, I think, kind of naturally, you know, as you weed out the, the you know, kind of casual fan with the diehard. But I think most fans of schools follow their players to the next level. Absolutely. I mean, there's still a buzz around Taysom Hill in this town, you know? Uh, there was always, I think, Ute fans that followed Keith Van Horn and Andre Miller. And, I mean, I think the, the list goes on and on. But, yeah, I think I, – I know I do. I know I pick my favorite NFL team usually based on who has the most Hokies on their roster. But, see, a lot of people have a problem with that. They think Why? you should be – Because they think you should be a fan of a team and stick by that team. Not become a 49ers fan when they acquire Steve Young. Yeah. A lot of people think that's kind of – Okay, you're flying by night a little bit. Well, I'm not one of those people, but I'm a bigger college football fan than I am an NFL fan. I mean, maybe if it were if it were different, if I were a big time like I I didn't grow up being really a big time particular team. I was kind of a Steelers fan when I was little cuz I had a jersey that was a hand-me-down from my cousin. I kind of liked the Panthers cuz I used to live in Charlotte. You know, I used to like the Falcons because of Michael Vick. I, you know, I, I just never grew up with one particular team. I'm not Kevin Graham with the Jets. You know, I'm not you <laughs> uh, with the, the Lobos at the NFL level. You uh, know, I'm just not that. That's not how I grew up being an NFL fan, even though I love the league and watch it every single week. I'm not really a diehard for one team. So but but I thought you were against those fan rules. I am. I am. I'm so. I'm just representing the way some people feel. I'm not saying that I feel that way. Okay. All right. I got you. But I maybe, do think so a lot maybe. of folks around here follow uh, their their players to the next level. And I think the reason for that is because there's college football here and there's quality college football here, and there are some terrific athletes that come through the college systems here, and there is no NFL team here. Right. So it stands to reason that people would be more interested. I think there are still 49ers fans around here because Steve Young saw so much success there. Austin, are you one of those? Austin's uh, dealing with uh, many fires behind the scenes today, Gordon. Uh, so, All right. Uh, the Wonderlick test scores are out, or at least some of them are. And Have you ever taken a Wonderlick test? I did, yeah. I've done it a couple of times. How'd you do? Did you do any good? I, I think I was okay. I wasn't like the bottom of the barrel, but I mean, didn't Ryan Fitzpatrick have a like a pert near perfect score? I didn't Pretty, certainly I think didn't he, do that well. I, th- I think he was like forty eight out of fifty or something like that. Pat McAnally, 
He, a punter, I think, he, who was he with? The Bengals, I think? He uh, is the only player ever to get a perfect 50. Uh, I think I took a, a practice run at it once, and I think it was high 30s, something like, I don't know. Um, I've got the uh, I've got the highest of all time uh, up in front of me, and we've got a local guy on the list. Gordon, you want to take a stab at it? Had a forty-eight. Alex Jensen, not Alex Jensen. Yeah, I'm he sorry. played basketball. I'm, 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 I'm smart I guy of? though. He's a smart guy. <laughs> who am I thinking of? The quarterback from the U for the youth. I'll, I'll tell you, Alex Smith. But it, Alex it, Smith. No, it's not Alex Smith with a with a forty-eight. In fact, not a quarterback and not a Ute. Huh? Who was it? Just tell me. Kevin Curtis. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew that. Yeah, he did really what he get. A 48 out of 50. Yeah, that is that is stellar. And you're right, Pat you... uh, McAnally, uh, the only 50. Mike Mamula had a 49, and then a few guys at 48. Kevin Curtis, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ben Watson. The fact that uh, Mike Mamula did as well as he did on that test, a lot of people think that was part of the reason he was – a highly considered he did really well in in the athletic aspects to the testing as well but anyway uh that wonderlick test i wonder about it because i i don't know first of all it's kind of i'm a little i feel dirty talking about the scores should we really know what the scores are tua uh scored a 13 he was the lowest among the top quarterbacks but i feel a little dirty talking about it what did jordan love get i don't know I didn't see his score. Joe Burrow got a 34, though. And I think uh, Jake Fromm, I think he had like a 35, something like that. Uh, let's see if I can find. Tua was 13, though. And that's when you get that low, it starts to get a little embarrassing. Jordan I think, Love was a guys. 27. 27. Justin Herbert was a 25. Justin's considered a really good student. It's one of those tests where you've taken it. I don't know how to describe it. It just has some some kind of weird questions that ask you to put things together and come up with a... Well, the questions uh, go from very basic to more complex, and the, it, yeah. there's it, the time element that makes it much more difficult as well. You ready yeah. for the lowest in NFL history? Was it uh, the former quarterback from Texas? No, 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 no. Uh, um, Vince Young? Yeah. No. He got a six, I think. Uh, let's see. Morris Claiborne had a four. And Darren Davis, a running back, had a four. Uh, Ed Prather, a safety, had a five. Oscar Davenport, a quarterback with six. Frank Gore, a running back with six. And Vince Young, quarterback with six. What do you think What do you think that measures, really? I mean, because there are really – I think Steve Young got like a 33 on it or something. He was a very intelligent guy. I, I, I just don't know exactly – what it measures uh problem solving uh, probably would uh, would be one big thing right awareness yeah, quick I thinking suppose. all those things that are valuable to uh, to an nfl player i mean i would think decision making in a quick fashion would be a a huge advantage for somebody right uh, that's why that's why so many people like to look at the quarterback scores because the quarterback has to make quick judgments and whatnot and uh, a running back, don't they don't they kind of run to daylight? You have to make quick decisions as a running back, right? Okay, well, Frank Gore was pretty pretty darn good. Well, it's like any of these tests, right? Uh, none of them is an end-all, be-all. I mean, didn't Jerry Rice run some ridiculously slow 40-time at the Combine? 
I think he was a four six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he's uh, the best receiver of all time. <laughs> I just don't know about the, the this particular test. I I suppose they've done enough enough research on it to make some sort of draw some sort of uh, conclusions from it. But I I don't know. When I took it, I could understand why some some athletes might might struggle with it a little bit. My, I was pretty. I, I think my score was pretty good. I was actually pretty proud of it, but. I just don't know whether it really measures intelligence. I maybe it does, maybe it does. Well, you're excited to talk about it this many years later on the radio. Well, I'm not excited to talk about it. My question is, what's the value of this test? <laughs> I think there's value in it, but of course, it's not the end all. Yeah. And okay. didn't uh, Fitzmagic? Didn't the Amish rifle go? Didn't he go to Harvard? <laughs> I was he in our Harvard boy? Yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Mm. All right. Where did Pat where did Pat McAnally go to school? I have no clue. Was he Stanford? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, okay. I just I wonder if uh, guys he went were... to he went to Harvard as well. The only player oh, to get he? a perfect score came from Harvard. Okay. Well, maybe there is some correlation there. I'm I'm not exactly sure. The NBA if the NBA starts up again, Jake, how optimistic are you that the Jazz could make an impressive run? Um, and, and actually, I'm excited for Howard to come on next with us because we're seeing um, comments from Adam Silver about just that coming from this meeting and really comments that he has no idea. But um, you know what? I, I think, geez, Gordon, I don't know. I could come out on either side of that argument, I yeah. guess. I mean, it, I felt like they were playing some really great basketball at times. I felt like Mike Conley was starting to figure it out, which we've talked all season long about how important that is. And, uh, you know, I think... The more we know this with Quinn Snyder coach teams, they get better as the season goes on. But um, they were uh, they weren't really dealing with a whole lot of injury issues at the time. I mean, some lingering stuff that that could have healed up. Um, And I wonder if older, more experienced, you know, teams that like the Clippers, this really benefits them. Right. Because they're all getting healthy and all that load management. They're going to go into the playoffs at 100 percent you know this really helps like the lakers i don't know if it really helps the jazz so that's i i think he and did you say this earlier this week or maybe it was last week i mean it, it depends so much on the matchup right i like their matchup yeah. against some teams and i don't against others it, it will be interesting if they do restart it to see if it's any different if somehow this time period of just sitting back and, and everything that everybody in our country and in the world really is, is absorbing here, I wonder if it'll make a difference or if the teams that were trending a certain way before the break, whether they'll just pick up right where they were. I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but it'll be in, interesting to see it if it does restart. Oh, I way. hope so. Yeah. That yeah. would be great. Are you eagerly anticipating the Michael Jordan documentary that we've talked about? I am. And maybe I'm buying into the hype, Gordon, but I... I said at the DVR yesterday to make sure that uh, that I've got it. I think it's what five parts. Is that yes. right? Yes, five. I think it's ten parts, but they're playing five, two at a time, something like that. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, we talked about it earlier this week, but he was such a fascinating figure in so many ways, and I certainly think he's one of those athletes where we don't have the full story. And I hope we get more of the story with this uh, with this documentary. People are writing about it, saying uh, things like uh, now people are really going to see what Michael Jordan was really like. 
that sort of thing. Obviously, just a, a voracious competitor who probably steamrolled right over anything and everything in his way. Yeah. Uh, and, and that can be a bit of a an ugly look, uh, but there's a reason that he uh, he worked as hard as he did and uh, won as many championships as he did. And one attendant question with that is ESPN is going to replay the 98 finals series between the Bulls and the Jazz. My question is this. You talked a little bit about some of the damage that Jazz fans carry with them from the past. Is it too soon? <laughs> too soon? Uh, I don't think it's too soon, but I would understand why Jazz fans would not want to rewatch it. You're still talking about your team, the team you root for, being in a situation that no other Jazz team had done. True. Very true. To make it to that level, to make it to the finals two years in a row, and this being the second of the two, uh, I mean, that is rarefied air. When we talk about the Jazz now, we don't talk so much about them actually winning a championship, although we do mention it on occasion. It seems like the Jazz frame it as contending for a championship. Well, that's what the Jazz were doing back then. And if the ball had bounced a little different way here or there, they might have they might have won one. But it's still quite an accomplishment. We took it for granted back then a little bit. Well, I, I think we did. In fact, let's ask that question, uh, Gordon, to a jazz fan. In fact, you hear him on the Jazz Fan Show every single Saturday at noon. Of course, he's our friend Ryan from TryDayTrading.com. Ryan, do you have uh, Ryan Van Doren with us, by the way? Ryan, do you have any interest in rewatching that Jazz Bulls final series? <laughs> You know, I, I think it might still be too soon. I know we, we've we've got a few years in between us now, but it's still painful because we were so close. How about this? Would you rather watch the sweep of the Lakers, which was the year before, right? Or was right. it that year? Would you rather watch the sweep of the, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, or would you rather watch the Bulls' final series? Oh, I'll take the, the – jeez, that's a hard one. Because Gordon's right, because that sweep. is the, the pinnacle, right? That is the finals. Yeah. And maybe we did take it for granted, but never again. Never again. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you want to give us a little tease? What's coming up this weekend on uh, the Jazz Van Show? Yeah, actually, we, we discussed that Bulls series because we've got the Jordan documentary that's coming out, I think, this Sunday. So yeah, we were gonna... just talking about that. I'm. A, are you excited for it? I'm actually excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to just slow-mo uh, Jordan pushing off and highlight that. Right. <laughs> the whole that's half the documentary actually uh let's talk a little bit about trydaytrading.com uh, we talked to danny uh in the last segment i thought it was really interesting to talk to somebody who's kind of at the beginning stages and who not only has really embraced it but it's really working for him yeah that's interesting um story you know is he just happened to text me out of the blue this morning and said hey i just had my first back-to-back uh hundred dollar profit days maybe this does work and <laughs> he was uh Give me a hard time, but I'm like, and you got to share that with people because there are people that are, are doing that. Um, you know, there's people that are replacing their incomes and there's people that are creating an income from home that never thought they could. Well, and, and right, we're all, I guess we're all worried financially. I mean, these are some unique times, and this is something that you can take advantage of, and it can be your side hustle. Or we've even talked to uh, clients of yours, Ryan, that have made it their career. But really, you can you can do what's right for you and, and kind of your individual needs. Yeah, and, and listen, this is not right for everybody. 
Um, what we do is a, a trial to kind of give you a chance to test the waters. You know, it's only $10. We're going to donate that $10 to one of the COVID release, uh, relief uh, charities here locally. And then you get to really just dig in for yourself and find out if this is what you'd like to do. I mean, you can make money whether the market's going up or down because of the way we trade. But you really get to just experience it. You get to play around. You get to see how it would work if you choose to do something like that. And you know what? We're not here to talk or convince anyone that, that this is perfect for them. We want you to feel like it's something you'd enjoy doing, you could see yourself doing. Because after the training, you end up trading our money. And, and that only makes sense if you're excited to do it and want to do it. So what's the best way to get started, Ryan? Just log on, trydaytrading.com? Trydaytrading.com. Choose one of the free webinar times that works best for you. You can sit at home. You can watch the webinar. You can type in questions, and uh, we'll get them answered for you. All right, and, of course, we'll be listening coming up tomorrow at noon. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. All right, that's our friend Ryan Van Dorn from TryDayTrading.com. Get started. Feel, uh, figure out if it will and how it will work for you. TryDayTrading.com. Howard Beck joins the show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily, your NBA Daily Assist. Howard just got off the phone um, for a teleconference with uh, Commissioner Stern, and we're seeing, uh, or Stern, what year is this, Gordon? Uh, Commissioner Silver, and we've seen some news come uh, down from that, and we'll get to a first-person perspective from Howard coming up here in a minute. Yeah, I look forward to talking with Howard. It's always uh, interesting hearing what he has to say, particularly on a day like this. Well, and apparently the NBA just had their Board of Governors meeting, so there are certainly some things to talk about in regards to the overall NBA. And this comes on the heels of the announcement earlier today, Gordon, or I guess the report earlier today, that uh, they came to an agreement with the players on how to compensate going forward. And, in fact, we'll talk to Howard about all this. Let's get started right now. Go ahead, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability. From, from the Bleacher Report, he's our good friend Howard Beck. Howard, hello. Happy Friday. How are you? Doing all right. Hey, we're doing great, and I understand you just got off the phone with uh, Commissioner Silver. What uh, I guess what's the, the biggest news of the day? 
Well, uh, so the, the Board of Governors met today as they normally would in mid-April. This is the gap between, obviously, what would have been the end of the regular season on Wednesday and what would have been the start of the playoffs tomorrow. And the Board of Governors, the owners, meet um, at this gap. So this was Adam's typical press conference, except we all did it on the, uh, the conference call instead of him meeting with us at a, at a Midtown hotel. Um, the owners met. They discussed a number of things. Obviously, chief among them was the coronavirus pandemic and where the league stands and where to go from here. And, and I, all I can say is that the main takeaway is that Adam Silver does not sound to me or anyone else in that call, I don't think, is in any way optimistic that they're going to be resuming anytime soon or even knowing how and when they can resume. Um, the consistent theme was everything is possible, everything's on the table, and we wish we had some things we could point to to say this is how we will reopen, this is when we'll reopen, or these are the circumstances or requirements that will allow us to reopen. But he says they, they couldn't even, he couldn't even define that. I mean, I asked him directly, what, you know, what standards are you looking for? What baseline mark, markers do you need? Is it about widespread testing or antibody testing? Or what do we need to get to as a society before it's safe and advisable for the league to restart, even without fans? And he, he, he basically he just didn't have anything he could point to that that you know they don't have the data they don't have enough information yet and they had two presentations today um, to the board of governors one was from Bob Iger obviously of, of Disney and Disney of course not only involved with the league via ESPN and ABC but um, just speaking as a as somebody else who is overseeing a very large business that is shut down right now Bob Iger said to the Board of Governors, um, quote, it's about the data and not the date. And so Adams followed up with us saying, look, that's going to be my answer to all of you when you ask me similar questions. It's about the data and not the date, which, you know, that 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 has been the, the you, know, you know, wiser uh, heads who have been speaking on this um, over the last several weeks have been, you know, harping on a, a similar theme. Dr. Fauci, of course, as I've mentioned on your show before, has said, you know, you don't make the timeline, the virus makes the timeline. And then I think that's kind of what, you know, it's about the data and not the date is, is a similar thought there. Um, you, 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 can't, you can't assume too much. You can't presume anything about when you're going to resume normalcy. You have to let this thing take its course and see where you are. See, Howard, when I hear people talking about restarting the economy and doing all this, I understand people are hurting out there, but it has to be based on the data. I think this is wisdom on the part of the NBA to continue on with that course and rely on those who know better than anyone else. And if they don't know yet, then you can't move. That's exactly it, Gordon. Um, th this, is, this is so much bigger than – listen, it's not to downplay – anything about the economy because the economy uh, you know it, it's such a, a, a vague unspecific you know word what we're really talking about of course is people's livelihoods people's jobs and there's a ton of people out of work and the nba understands that too adam silver mentioned specifically look including game day people you know people who work at the in, in and around the arena and parking everything else the nba is responsible for fifty-five thousand jobs that's a massive number and so, of course, they're sensitive to the fact that not only are, is the NBA losing billions, he's, as he said, right now our revenue is zero. Um, the NBA is losing money. The owners are losing money. The players are losing money. The 55,000 people that the league employs 
either full-time or part-time or game day are all losing uh, money. And, and it's obviously a hardship. But as Adam Silver also said on this call, quote, when you're dealing with human life, that trumps anything else we could be possibly be talking about. Now, that quote was in, in reference to, you know, how do you know when you can resume and how eager are the owners to resume and how frustrated might they be right now? And, and he said, you know, look, obviously, you know, the, 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 the owners of, of NBA teams, they would like to be part of that movement to restart the economy. That, 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 you know, there's a civic obligation that they feel to help in that regard, too. But the first civic obligation is to make sure that they are keeping people safe, not, not just the players, obviously, but all NBA employees and any fans who'd be coming to games and everyone else. So, um, again, as Adam put it, I think very uh, you know, accurately and appropriately, uh, again, the quote, when you're dealing with human life, that trumps anything else we could possibly be talking about. And so that's, that's the mindset of the league. They are looking at this as a, a health issue first and an economic issue second, because one thing has to be uh, under control before you can even entertain the other. Howard Beck is with us from the Bleacher Report, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Howard, can you break down what the Players Association and the owners agreed to today as far as their compensation? And uh, did Commissioner Silver have any thoughts on that? He addressed it briefly. I mean, uh, to me, I'll be honest, guys, I, like, of all the things that, that the league is doing and working on right now, the thing I'm least concerned about is how the NBA and the and the players are deciding how much money to withhold or how much to cut the paychecks. Like, there's obviously so many bigger impacts to so many people. Um, you know, NBA players and the people who run NBA teams are are not going to be worried worrying about paying the rent um, this month or or next or two months from now. So I'm I'm not as concerned with that. But since you asked, um, they agreed today uh, with the players' union on a uh, partial reduction in salary, 25%, um, beginning with the players' um, salary or their their, their uh, paychecks uh, on, on May 15th. So. This is a an interim measure where you know everyone's going to be sharing in part of the loss. Obviously, the, the players and the owners. Um, so it's a partial reduction. It's it's for now, and they'll they'll figure it out from here. Howard, anything else coming from the commissioner that people should know? Um, nothing else of of, of major. Like, nothing. There's no breaking news. Um, you know, 90% of the call, 95% of the call was about, you know, uh, for obvious reasons, the pandemic and how the league is dealing and, and what may come next. He did touch on just some of the other highlights of the Board of Governors meeting, other things that they covered, um, which included, the, you know, the, the, the pay cuts for the players, which we just uh, discussed, and also the fact that um, that they, they're, they're pleased about the commitments in the last couple of days of these two Blue chip high school uh, or, or you know high school seniors Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd who are both signing up with the G League to be part of essentially a new G League team that won't be one of the existing teams. It's going to be a, a different um, a different construct. It'll be a development team, and it will be for guys like these two blue chip prospects, uh, high schoolers who are going to come in instead of going to the NCAA, instead of going and playing in Australia or New Zealand or China. Um, they're going to join the G League. Uh, this is a, a this is a huge moment. Like Adam did not trumpet this much, but this was a huge moment for the league this week. 
to get those commitments from these two blue chip prospects because what the NBA really wants, you know, eventually there's going to be an elimination of the age limit. That's been stalled out. Those negotiations with the union have been stalled out for a couple of years now. I don't know when that's coming. People talked about 2021, 2022. I don't think it's coming definitely not by next year. And I'm not sure it's coming by 2022 either, but until then, the the best thing the NBA can do uh, is to create the right uh, you know incentives and the right environment for top high school players to want to come straight to the NBA via the G League. They're not eligible for the NBA draft as long as the age limit's in place. But they come to the G League, they can be under NBA uh, instruction and NBA standards. They're going to get. Um, some some schooling as, as well, not not you know uh, academic schooling, but they're going to be taught life skills and I think financial skills. Uh, so it's not just them working out and playing against uh, pro players in the G League. There's going to be uh, you know kind of a, a a whole system there to get them ready for the NBA, and that's huge because um, you know the, the the league it's in the league's interest to have players be as prepared as possible. It's debatable, I would say, whether college or a year in college uh, uh, basketball does that. Um, and this is a way for the, the NBA to provide a, a different path for guys, whether they just don't want to go to college, whether they don't have the grades or the test scores to go to college, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I, it's, it's, you know, it's lost amid everything else going on this week, but that was a fairly significant um, you know, a, a set of events with these two players committing to the G League. Howard, are you looking forward to the Michael Jordan documentary coming up on ESPN? And do you think we'll ever really know the real Michael Jordan? <laughs> um, like every other, uh, I think, living, breathing person who uh, enjoys basketball, yes, very much looking forward to the Jordan documentary. I actually, um, I do have the screeners for eight of the first uh, or eight of the ten episodes. Um, I've only gotten to watch one so far. I can tell everybody that the, you know they're going to play. I think they're playing two Sunday night. Um, so I've seen the first hour of it. And it's fantastic. It's everything you would hope and expect. Um, it's it's fun to be transported back to that time a little bit, um, and just also just seeing some wrinkles or remi- being reminded of some things, and, and seeing some wrinkles that you might not have realized at the time. Um, I think there'll be a few revelations along the way. Pro- nothing, as I understand it, it's nothing news breaking, nothing news shattering, nothing that everybody's going to be all abuzz about. Like, oh my God, I can't believe. XYZ actually happened, you know, 25 years ago. It's it's not that kind of thing, um, but it is. It's it's just a little bit more insight into not just Jordan himself, but that that Bulls team, which you know ranks as as you know that that dynasty ranks as one of the greatest of all time. Certainly the greatest in the modern era, and the personalities on that team were fascinating. And um, it, it's uh, it, it's it's just a different portal into that that time and that team. So, yeah, I, I, based on the one hour I've watched so far, I highly recommend. One thing that we are anticipating is sort of an examination of that kind of mental toughness, that drive, that competitive hunger that that Jordan seemed to have. I wonder how many, what percentage of the league, Howard, has that kind of drive. Uh, it's almost, uh, as Jake and I have talked about, it's almost maladjusted, and yet it's useful from a standpoint of winning. Yeah, you almost have to there there are times when like in this documentary I think we will probably see times when and Jordan has already addressed this in interviews that that he will probably come across as a bit of a sociopath, right? Where he's just so hard driving and it can be so hard on his teammates and and has such high standards and the and the way he 
um, the way he expresses that, the way he demands it, uh, the way he you know can, can be a little abusive. Um, it, it's it is. It's it's a rare thing. Um, I'm not sure if it's a healthy thing or not. You know, Steph Curry has won three championships without uh, needing to be a, such a taskmaster or such a you know an, an over the top alpha dog. So there are different ways of winning in this league. I don't think there's any one way. But Michael Jordan, I think, was very much of that era and of a certain you know archetype that we that we're used to seeing in sports. Um, just the, the the ultimate macho man's man who 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 you know, presided over his domain in a certain way. And, you know, Kobe Bryant certainly embodied a lot of that during the course of his career. Among the many, many things that he copped from Jordan, I think, was not just the hard-driving mentality for himself, but to drive his teammates that way, too, and to sometimes be, you know, borderline verbally abusive uh, of, of guys that they weren't matching uh, or, or meeting his standards. Um so there are a lot of guys in the league. You asked about being driven. You know, I think there are a lot of guys in the league who are who are driven. They don't necessarily all express it that way. But I also do think when we talk about the all-time greats, when we're talking about Jordan, or when we're talking about Kobe, um, Tim Duncan, anyone else, they all have a certain uh, amount of talent they come with. But they the, what sets them apart is certainly the drive and and the work ethic. And I think that 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 is something that is it's a smaller percentage even the guys that we talk about as perennial all-stars there are plenty of perennial all-stars who are all-stars on primarily talent but not the 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 drive or the work ethic um not that perfectionist streak or just that that uh, unquenchable thirst that somebody like jordan had um it, it's that that's a, that's a, a handful of guys i think um but it, it's again like when you see Jordan, you'll 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 like when you see the documentary, you'll you'll notice it. You'll you look at it and think about the way he talks about the game and the way he plays the game, and then you start thinking about players of today or that you've watched in the last ten, twenty years, and then try to think about how many you think actually match up to that or exhibit that same intensity. It it it's it's not a ton. Howard, we know you have tons of work to do after that conference call. We really appreciate you still taking a few moments for us. No, of course, guys. Glad we could do it. Thanks, Howard. Thanks, Howard. You're the best. That's the great Howard Beck from Bleacher Report. And keep an eye on Bleacher Report. I'm sure Howard will have a bunch coming up uh, after that uh, interview with Adam Silver, the conference call that uh, was not overly optimistic, it sounds like, Gordon. No, it didn't sound like it. But it... But it... <laughs> I think it's sound from this perspective. They're doing what they have to do. You know? I mean, and when they are ready to go, then I, I think most people will be confident that, the, that okay, the decision is finally here. It's finally a go. Uh, they've done everything possible to make it to a point where it is safe and sound for people to, 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 to dive back into this again. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. Ben Anderson of uh, KSL Sports joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? Well, I don't. this is a ticklish one, one that I, I want to be careful about. But did you see that some adult site has uh, essentially reached out to Joe Buck and asked him essentially to announce what's going on on their website, and he has responded. He said via Twitter, depending on the site, they could just be handing some of my money back to me. So So I'll hold out for a better offer and try to hold on to my day job. But I have to say that I'm flattered. Weren't they going to pay him a million bucks? A million bucks, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the big. That's kind of the big draw. No, I'd do it for a million dollars. You better believe it. You would? Absolutely. You wouldn't? I don't know. Awesome, would you? Oh yeah, for a million dollars. <laughs> I'll do play-by-play for anything for a million bucks. I'll have stats. Look at you, Mr. Uh, Montgomery Moral over here. You wouldn't do it for a million dollars? I don't know. Boy, there's certain things you've got to answer to if you're going to do that, right? I mean, what what things? Like your accountant? Well, how, how, okay. <laughs> how do you think certain people would view you if you decided you were going to go ahead and do play-by-play for uh, for the uh, various things going on 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 the, 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 the on a porn site, Jake. Well, I, I don't know. Easy, I, Nancy Grace. Yeah. I, wait. <laughs> what are you asking me? How would I, like I live with myself, or how would I uh, how would I deal with the the response, or or what? what yeah. Um. I don't know. Deal with it, and then remind myself that I got a million dollars, and then move on with my life. Now, Austin, I, you're sure you would be a full go on that? A million dollars. We're talking about a million dollars, Gordon. Okay, so what, 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 at what point is it okay? At what point is the dollar figure okay? And you think, okay, I, I'm going to go ahead and go with that. You know, I mean, at what point is it okay? You mean well, what's the lowest number I'll accept? Yeah. Uh, I want it to have two numbers in front of the comma. Not the decimal point, but the comma. Correct. Okay. Because, like, you know, 40 bucks doesn't seem like a whole lot. Uh, Gordon, that depends on who you are on your threshold. Obviously, you're in a comfortable enough position to pass up a million dollars, you lunatic. I don't know. This is something that I've never asked myself. But I wonder, you know, I wonder how it would be viewed and uh, yeah, there there are many many people out there who might be uncomfortable with it. They'd get over it for a million bucks. This would be a forgiveness, not permission yeah, situation. Yeah, I'll do it right now. You kidding? That cat, that check clears for a million bucks. No, it's and I don't even have an answer for it. You're crazy. Unless your answer is immediately yes, you're you're nuts. 
I think I think there are people out there who. What about you? To, Not people. What about you? I don't know. You're you're crazy. Really? Oh yeah, for a million dollars? A million dollars? You're not participating. You're just describing. Yeah, I, I and I don't even want to sound highfalutin over this whole thing because I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. This is something that I think I would definitely have to discuss with my wife. Let me here. I'll I'll give you a preview of her answer. Yep. <laughs> How soon do you need him there? Yeah, because we'll get him there. No problem. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You think that would be a million that, dollars? A million bucks. That's that's set you up for life, kind of money, Gordon. Hmm. I I I I'm not sure that wow, would be your it's, answer. It's good to be Gordon, I guess. Whew. No, I. It would. Be I'd like answer. to be in a position where I could say no to this. Seriously. Hmm. Uh, and she would say yes, 100%. Porn, Dan. Thank you, Nancy. You think she, you oh, think yeah. she would say yes For a million that? dollars? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you don't. I I, I, I don't. I can't. Hmm. I wonder. On I that know. note, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's ask Alema what he would no, do. No, we're not going to ask Alema that. Joining us now, uh, of course, Alema Harrington. You catch him on AT&T Sportsnet, jazz pre, half, and post. He's a great friend of the station, good friend of ours, Gordon. And uh, Alema, you're here on behalf of TridayTrading.com. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Uh, uh, you know, I always uh, love listening to the conversation. I'm going to stay out of the fray and the weeds and, and the possible <laughs> problems that, that would uh, come for me uh, jumping on that conversation. But um, did want to, you know, just talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on as we're all quarantined and trying to figure out, like, what do I do? Am I prepared for my future and those kinds of things? And, and one of the things I've been doing, as you guys know, has been uh, you know, getting involved with Tri-Day Trading and, and learning how to trade the foreign exchange market and um, been involved with the, this company now for several months and, and really uh, about a year now. And really enjoying my experience, both from the, uh, uh, you know, the, the training standpoint and learning how to do this, because, you know, it really is about that. It's making an investment into the education of how to do this and then uh, figuring out how to make that a part of my life and, and take over some of at least my, my own financial future. And it's been awesome for me. I mean, I got to tell you, I was turned on to it from 1280 The Zone because that's where I first heard the commercials. And I was like, a lot of people that are listening right now, I'm like, is this for real? And and so I, you know, I had a chance uh, to to do a live remote from from their location in Lehigh and get to know some of the guys, including Ryan, and I jump on his jazz fan show, uh, you know, periodically now. But I just really have been thrilled with, with the, the results and, and where it's going. And so, you know, I invite just people to, to take a look at it. Right now we're doing a 30-day trial for just $10. And with that $10 trial for 30 days, you're going to have access to every single thing that is available to those that, that are, are currently a part of the Tri-Day Trading family, which means you got training, you got resources, you got software. And you can find out for yourself in, in that period of time, guys, whether or not it's going to work for you. Alema, you missing this wonderful building? You missing the arena? You're set? You missing Thurl? <laughs> I am. I had a chance uh, earlier today, and, and for those that are 
are going to be tuning in later tonight to our replay on AT&T Sportsnet. We're doing uh, the, the Knicks versus the Jazz from 2017 when um, – uh, Rudy Gobert scored 35 points in that game, but I was on today on a Zoom uh, broadcast that that will be available uh, through our our web through the Jazz website and Facebook page. But you know, just the preview was me, Big T, and Brian Russell and George Yang. So the mini bus. Uh, uh, Brian Russell and and Big T, myself, we had a chance to kind of interact and and uh, preview that game and, and uh, get people ready for the, the, the replay of, of that classic coming up later on tonight. You remember when we used to have callers say their high school and what year they graduated when they called in? Yeah, I do. That was, that was I remember fun. that. <laughs> oh, Lemme Harrington. Punahou, 1984. That's my guy. That's my guy right yeah. there. And, of course, trydaytrading.com. You hear Alema talk about it all the time. Alema, everybody well? Family well? Things good? Family's doing fantastic. We're all chomping at the bit, ready to get back to, to, to action, whatever that looks like. You know, it'd be nice just to be able to travel. I know, Gordon, you can relate to this because you like to travel and, and get out there and see the world and, and our nation. Uh, I'd love to just be able to travel within the state uh, a little bit more and, and take advantage of that. But we love to do that as a family. I'm looking forward to when they kind of open things up and we can start to do those things. Aside from, of course, hoping that we'll have a, a, a little bit of a basketball season and be able to have some sports in our lives again. Alema, well, you're the best. We love you. Thanks for jumping on with us, man. Keep up the good work. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Alema. Alema Harrington, and of course you hear him talk about it all the time, very active, trydaytrading.com, find out if it will work for you, trydaytrading.com, get signed up for one of, the, one of those webinars. It's only 10 bucks, and actually all 10 of those dollars go to uh, support COVID relief. So check them out, trydaytrading.com. More straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.